This episode is brought to you by Geekade.com, where we create an array of podcasts, articles, and more for everyone, no matter what your geek is. And if you want to help us make even more content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Geekade. Now on with the show. Warning. The following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Cinnamon, where Good evening and welcome to this month's episode of this week's episode. I'm your host this time around, Evan Goldstein. With me as always is a tall skinny papa, Chris Randazzo. Why, George Freeman, what's gotten into you? Safe passage finding, Karen Randazzo. I got you, kid. And badass driving, Angie Fernot. I'm the driver? Oh my god, sorry. Okay, that's not the quote. I'm not scared because <laughs> fear's not going to save us right now. <laughs> We're here on this week's episode to talk television. This week was my pick. I chose Lovecraft Country, Season 1, Episode 1, Sundown. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Suggest a show. We'll check it out. Just make sure to put this week's episode in the subject line. So, you know, with all the mail that we get, we want to make sure it gets to the right hands. We get so much Chris, mail. Chris, you're not supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> I was laughing at a joke I thought of on Herm- Herman's head. Oh, <laughs> wow. Herman's head reference. <laughs> Holy shit. That was actually a Simpsons reference. <laughs> I was just thinking about a joke I saw on Herman's head. Oh, uh, but okay. It's been a month or so, and I know we've been watching some, sh- some stuff. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> Jeez, let's think, but... As we came down to record tonight, our our recording space looks very different because we've turned it into a homeschool. And uh, so oh, that, like, that explains the nest I saw as Chris was like, ah, oh, I'm going to need a minute. It's <laughs> our basket where we keep our recording cables that is normally untouched by children has been very much touched by children. And it's sticky. I don't know why it's sticky. Everything with children is sticky. Just roll with it. Yeah, we've been watching some stuff. Uh, I think last month on the news, we talked about how uh, Jensen Ackles is joining the cast of The Boys, mm-hmm. which I believe I said, so now I'm going to be watching The Boys. <laughs> so now I have to watch The Boys. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> which I think we, I think that was our pick one one month or one week where we watched the first episode of The Boys. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to go back and watch it after that. Because um, and it was just very, um, <laughs> unsurprisingly, for a show called The Boys, it was very testosterone-y. It was just, yeah. It was just too much. testosterone I feel like the that should San be a pizza. Francisco treat. <laughs> yes. Very. Okay, everyone jump to food. I'm down. testosterone <laughs> So it was just too much for me but you know i can't i can't not watch anything with with my tv boyfriend on it so i uh 
So we picked that back up, and now we're all caught up, and we're all on board with all the testosterone train. So you, you're is. like caught up to season, like you've watched all of. We're caught yes, up we're, to the latest episode that damn. that dropped last wow, week. Wow, you're we ahead are of current. us because yeah. we have not started season two yet. Ah. Evan asked last week, and I was like, no, because he's he's usually the one who's like, I don't want to watch it if it's episodic, and I'm like, he wants to binge, and I'm like, okay, well, I know it's not all out yet, so let's wait. And I get that, but I also sort of am enjoying like having like, oh, there's a new boys this week. I can like look forward to it. And yeah. there's the whole like marinating on it for a week that you don't get when you binge something. You'd watch it like one big movie. And then we talked about this before about the benefits of binging something as opposed to the benefits of watching something episode by episode. And I don't, I don't know. It, it definitely has a, a unique feel. I, would I, Every single time an episode ends, I'm like, ah, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> push the button. But, uh, push the button. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, it's not an option. So we we are where we are, and and I'm uh, I'm I'm very much enjoying it. I was I was on board with the show when we watched it for the show. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but boy, oh boy, did it just keep getting. Yeah, it. Did just you watch got... it back then? Oh, I didn't just continue, the one. Okay. Just the one for the show. I didn't continue watching it because Karen didn't want to continue watching gotcha. it. We had other things to watch as well. So that's just kind of where it just fell off the. Uh, fell off the rotation as it were but i am really into this show it is fantastically horrific uh it's it's so violent (laughs) but in a good way (laughs) i'm not complaining about the violence like the first 10 minutes of the first episode the guy's girlfriend explodes Yes. Like, literally Just explodes. Liquefied. Except for her hands. <laughs> because the dude ran through her like, that's awesome. That's the way you start a show. <laughs> so you're, you're seven? <laughs> There's seven available now, I think? Six uh, or seven. Six or seven, yeah. Season two's been real interesting. Like you, So you guys finished season one. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um... Jeez, where did season one end? Uh, the last thing I remember was the girl that they were trying to like slut up the newer edition starlight starlight Starlight, yeah yeah. she was just like i don't want to do this anymore um (laughs) all right i'm sorry i'm reading like i don't know where this this description came from for the boys season one episode eight i was trying to get some information and this is the, the the catch line season finale time questions answered secrets revealed conflicts conflicted characters exploded and so much more and there was something about like uh, the, the lady who was in charge, like she's got a baby, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think her house got blown up or something with her. Yeah, I think that was the finale. Is when it was the showdown between oh, Carl Urban and Homelander. Right. And then he showed up at um, Billy Butcher's house where his wife was still alive. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, good times. Things have happened, man, and I don't want to say anything because I know I know Evan doesn't care about spoilers, but I don't want to ruin anything for Angie. Like, thank you. As a, I, 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 I can say that there's a character Stormfront that's been um, uh, really something unexpected. <laughs> I, I had a little. I, I had seen some information about this character on Lion, who is. She has changed a bit from her comic book appearance, uh, where she is a dude. Okay. Um, oh, okay. But the underlying, um, let's say, theory of the character is alive and well. 
which is yikes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's hard to talk wow. about this. <laughs> it, um, it's potentially more dangerous than Homelander. I'll put it. That wow, way. really? Yeah. Okay. What's her power set? She's, she's got yeah. She got like lightning powers. Okay. She's got lightning, but she also has like almost Homelander inv- invulnerability. She's she's basically has Shazam superpowers, except it doesn't turn off. It's like she's constantly is Shazam. Okay. So lots of lightning, lot the ability to fly, uh, not near invulnerability, that kind of stuff. And she's really good at social media. She's really good at social media. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like but she might be using it in a really horrible way. There's <laughs> been a fantastically surprising character deaths. There's been uh, there's for some reason people's heads are exploding. Awesome. That's been neat. <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere? Please tell me it's out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know why yet. Okay, cool. Nobody knows why. And what we just learned in the last episode is that Homelander doesn't know why either. Because we figure it's got to be with the bad guys, right? And it still probably has to be with the bad guys, I would assume. But in the last scene where heads were exploding, <laughs> Homelander's looking around like, huh, What the F is going on? <laughs> I didn't do this. Like, he doesn't <laughs> seem phased by it because it's just people's heads exploding. He's Homelander. But, like... He's just looking around, like, a little perplexed, like, this is unexpected. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, that's, it's, the show's fascinating. Um, it's super interesting, it's super fun, it's touching occasionally, which is really awesome that it, that it goes there. Uh, it's, it's just a, a ding-dang delight. I'm really enjoying, like, the characters of the boys themselves. Like, yes, indeed. they're really you know, becoming fully realized and three-dimensional. Yeah, and the way that they're tying in, like, TV shows will do the thing where they show you that the good guy and the bad guy are really just, like, two sides of the same coin. Like, right. And they really do have a lot in common. And this this show has done that in ways that kind of... Like, I looked at me and, like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't really see that coming. Huh. <laughs> cool. And holy shit, is Carl Urban watchable? I could watch that man all day long. He is so good. Amazing. <laughs> He's amazing in this show. I was He's a amazing little... in general, but yeah. Gosh, diggity dang. I was a little worried that when you said like unexpected character deaths, his name was going to be on that list. Oh no, I don't think they're going to. Not kill so him. far. Yeah, he's he's kind of like. I think he's one of the poster characters. I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to kill him off. No, just to... Not necessarily like, I'm surprised they killed that character so much. It's just like, oh my god, someone's dead now. <laughs> like, Look, you splattered over there. The death itself was very Abrupt surprising. And surprising. Yeah. <laughs> not to say that there haven't been any surprising character deaths. We're like, oh wow, they just they just killed that character, huh? That that character is good and dead. But uh <laughs> they're it's been a, it's been shocking as in like, whoa, there's death. <laughs> and just to give you a little uh something to look forward to, there is uh Ashmore. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. <laughs> really? I, I don't remember which one cuz it's twins. Sean Ashmore. Who played Iceman in the X Men yeah. movies? <clears throat> not Aaron Ashmore, who played Jimmy Olsen in Smallville. Yeah, and no, not a, not that a one. Delight of a human being, but quite a charmer. Yes, <laughs> but Sean Ashmore is playing a character whose power set is pyro. 
<laughs> I see why they did that now. <laughs> it's so great. It's the lighter and all. It's just like, ah, <laughs> I see what this you're is doing there, television. Oh, good casting. And speaking of fire. And speaking of fire. Ooh, is this a segue? <laughs> is your house on fire? <laughs> There's a segue. No, we not our go. house. <laughs> um, the other show that we uh, really got into the la- over the last month was Little Fires Everywhere, which is a Hulu joint. Mm. Um, and uh, we kind of ran out of stuff after the boys. And uh, I had a couple of shows on my list that I was like, I don't know if Chris will have any interest in these, but we don't have anything to watch. So, uh, you know, we had we had those acquired for us. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> so we checked them out. The other one was Pen One Five, which I won't say a lot about. It's right. just we it's tennis. P- maybe I, I mean it's a, it's clear. No, it's clearly a That's play clearly on penis. Joke, like, but it is Pen Fifteen. It's a show about coming of age and being a middle schooler in like what late nineties, ninety seven, aren't they? Yeah. The two leads the, play are, are the actresses are adults. Are adults. Okay. Everyone else, every other you know middle age, middle school age character in the show is played by a kid. So it's these two adults surrounded by children. Yes. Yeah. They're oh, that's they're not they're playing children. Yeah, no, they're I not know. adults. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and it's, they're it's so awkward. It is like, to, a, to to before you move on to uh, address Evan's concern. Yes, it is obvious that they are older than everyone else in the cast, but they are made up and they act that age very well, and the show is not trying to hide this fact because the opening credits are actual pictures of those actresses at that age. Okay. Oh, God. So they show you what they looked like at that age during the opening credits. Like, that's the whole credit sequence is those two actresses. Here's pictures of them when they were teenagers and middle schoolers. And then there they are in the show. It's a little odd, but the whole show's odd. Okay. Yeah. Go on. So we watched a couple episodes of it. It's uh, it's exactly what you would get if you were watching a show about, uh, like, a bunch of boys at that age, except they're girls. So... It doesn't pull any punches. It addresses all sorts of issues that girls that age face that aren't really talked about a lot on TV, which I think is a good thing to exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but by the same token, it's just very uncomfortable for me to watch because <laughs> these are all things that I went through at that time and I don't like seeing it on TV. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, it's a good thing to exist, and I think it's you know probably good for other people to watch, but those people are not me. <laughs> what we did ended up carrying on forward with, which was little fires everywhere, which I could not um, figure out how to sell, how to describe to Chris, and he was like, "So what's this show about?" And I was like, eh, "Racism." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and like after having watched it, I can come up with a slightly better description, which is it's about the uh it's 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 a look at motherhood um you know <coughs> based on various levels of privilege, which hmm. doesn't sound like a fun or interesting or entertaining show, but holy shit, it's fucking great. What kind it of show is, is it? It's a it drama. It is a drama. It is <laughs> it's like not a, a comedy. Drama. Serious, like, prestige drama. Okay. Yeah, it is. 
It is the business, and it was, uh, <laughs> oh boy. It so was it's also set in the late 90s, so yes, that's where indeed. we've been living in our house lately. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and um, it, was, it, it is captivating. It is just nonstop. Uh, it, it was hard to watch at times, as in, like, this is so intense that, like, I couldn't do things in the background while we were watching it. I, I had to stop what I was doing and give this show my attention. And it was just, uh, it was so high pressure the whole time because, you know, it, it starts with a house fire. And like, okay, so somebody burnt down the house. Let's figure out who. And then the show is kind of like, event, it all leads to that point where it started. And it's just, like, wait, they bad back. things happen, man. Yeah, they go back. Okay. And <laughs> just bad things keep happening. Lots and you and lots really of bad don't things. know up to throughout the whole eight episodes. It's a limited series, so it's eight episodes and throughout the whole time. It, up to the, <laughs> the minute that the fire happens, you actually don't know who did it until they show it. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's Reese Witherspoon um, and Carrie Washington, and Reese Witherspoon plays like this rich um, Ohio suburban mom who has four kids and like, you know, huge house and whatever. And, and is a horrible person. And is a horrible person. And Carrie Washington comes to town and she's a single mother and an artist and rents her ha- her rents a house from Reese Witherspoon. And they're, you know... Their lives become intertwined and their, you know, their notions about how to be a good person clash. And it's it's so fucking fascinating. I I can't talk a lot about it without giving it away, but it's definitely worth your time. Yeah, this is definitely one of those things that you don't want to be spoiled on because there's constant curveballs and figuring out what the characters' motivations are and why are people doing this and what's what's the real story behind what's happening because it, it definitely points you in directions of like, this is probably what happened to this person, which is why they're doing what they're doing, and then you find out later like, no, that's actually not why they're doing what they're doing. Very interesting show. Golf clap. <laughs> it's a... Uh, I, I can't speak enough good about this show. It was... All the acting is... Is top notch, especially from Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington. Like, I don't want to say especially Reese Witherspoon, but like Karen said after it was over, like, why did, why did, what kind of person stops and says, yeah, I want to play this character? It would be, it was like the kid who played Joffrey. Like, <laughs> why, God. why did you sign up for this? Like, this makes you look bad, but holy crap, you did a great job in the role. But man, there were just. There become there became moments where it was audibly saying, "Don't you do it" to the screen because like <laughs> she just goes and does this stupid shit. Like, would you stop it? Could you just not? <laughs> <laughs> but the See, kids are all great. That uh, I I have okay. I have to wonder if like for Reese that's a departure because she's always playing like the good girl, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I just have to give her a lot of credit because she produced, she and Carrie Washington, I think, co-produced this too. Mm-hmm. And like, whew. How's, pa- I, how's I, Pacey doing in it? What? Oh, he was great. Yeah, Joshua he was Jackson. fantastic. He was like, <laughs> he's not the comic relief, but everything, like a lot of things that he did made us laugh. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's just this dad stuck in this situation where his wife is going more and more batshit. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and by the, by the end of it, he was definitely one of the characters. Like, he was not without flaw. And he definitely made... And there was one particular moment in the show where I'm like, that's that's a bad husband move right there. That's That's not well done. Bad on you. But... All in all, he was one of the characters I got kind of felt for at the end because while I was rooting for Kerry Washington's character to, let's say, win the show, <laughs> regardless of how its outcome was, there was always this part in the back of my head that was like, okay, but you're not 100% the good guy. Like, I don't want to... Nobody's 100% the yeah. good guy or the bad guy, for exactly. that matter. Even as horrible as Reese Witherspoon is, you... It's... She's not like Negan or like Joffrey. It's like, okay, you are doing these things because you're selfish and awful, but you have this weird, misguided sense of you think you're doing what's right some of the time, and you know... And we get... You, you get to know why she does the things that she does. It's the show is phenomenal. It is just absolutely outstanding. And I, I didn't think I was going to be as into it as I was because I don't know. It seemed like one of those. This is this is this is serious acting. This is very serious show. <laughs> there are no lightsabers at all in this, this show. Is, this is very very <laughs> serious stuff. And then like a few minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is some serious stuff. I'm in. I'm okay. <laughs> you're you're not I'm, wrong. I was, I'm, I'm seriously was, into the serious stuff. Yes, seriously into it. the it's seriousness. Serious. I want to be serious too. <laughs> um, and like one of the things that I like best about it is that it's just there's nothing cheap about the plot. There's no like... Oh, I've seen TV before, so I know what's going to happen. There's none of that. It's all very well thought out and connected and like just it's just well super well done. Yeah, my complaint in TV shows most of the time is why don't these people just talk to each other? And mm -hmm. like in th this show there are many instances where it's like, okay, I understand why they're not talking to each other. Like <laughs> I, I don't want to talk to that I, person I either. <laughs> I get why you're why you're keeping this to yourself. I, I get all of it. It's it, I was just constantly amazed by how good this show was. Very 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 good show. Cool 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 cool. Little fires everywhere. Now knowing Evan, is it something he would watch? Well, I mean, he'll watch anything. <laughs> I know Evan pretty watch. well. He'll watch anything. I, re at I least remember watch. how upset he was when he didn't get uh, what show was that? Where like I don't know. they introduced something and like. I didn't get to know who that character was or what they were doing in the first episode of the show. Therefore, it is trash. <laughs> that's not so, true. Like, I that's feel, what you said. I feel like you're generalizing things that I've said. No, that sounds um, like it you. sounds exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I found a thing. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, I'm playing Animal Crossing in the background. Yeah, I mean, you know, know going in that uh, it's not... Um, they're not going to tell you... Who set the fire until the very end of the last episode? I watched so, a trailer for this show, and I'm glad that you guys have watched it because I was curious. Maybe, maybe is that it? I don't know. I feel like there was something like if I know that there's a going back in time thing, like maybe I'll be okay with it. But uh, I don't know. I get preconceived. Uh, like if a show shows me show. something right in the beginning. <laughs> 
No, you're, Evan, you're setting a tone. Evan's weird <laughs> about like notoriously like predicting shit too. Like usually when we're watching something, at the end of an episode, one of us goes, "Yep, called it." Like or or even a series. So I'm curious to know like how this one's gonna go. It was that show about the girl that had superpowers. Oh, the, yes. Zoe? No, um, no, I'm not okay with this. Oh. I am not okay with this. Did we talk about the fact that we watched the rest of that show? Because we did, and it was awesome. Yeah, I think you, we did. You, you said you, you like, yeah. and that was, okay, so. What? What? I just made an Etsy sale. I'm excited. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Real life is happening while we make this podcast, people. <laughs> And, and don't let her confuse you. She gets Etsy sales all the time, people. That sound of shock. <laughs> yeah, she gets sales all the time and still doesn't freaking understand it. I don't understand how she doesn't understand. Anywho, I if there's a tone set, I prefer the show to keep with the tone. And we will discuss more about that later on when we oh, discuss the God. show Yeah, that we are talking about i only have one other thing to bring up real quick since you mentioned zoe, zoe. i zoe's extraordinary playlist oh, yeah okay which was our assignment last week yep. yeah last and month. i said yeah yes <laughs> i don't know what time is no <laughs> meaning no it's okay it's just you know we 2020 is hard <laughs> um it's uh i said that i might continue with it and so i did uh-huh oh did we and finish angie that yet? no okay okay angie Yes. I'm oh. so mad at you. Man, I was hoping so. And I cannot explain to you why, because you haven't finished it, but I'm so mad at so you. Bitch, wait, why are you mad at me? Because it's good. I mean, because it's that good. I, I love the show. <laughs> but also yeah, something happened that made me mad at you, but I can't really tell you because I don't want to ruin it. Okay. But right. I enjoyed it very much. I was very happy to get more Skylar Aston singing. Um, I just love it so much. Then I promise you that by the next time we record, I will have caught up. How's that? That would be great. Okay. Thanks. I uh, she finished it last night, and I was working. <laughs> and in the all basement. the neighbors could hear her yell. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, she had her prediction of what was going to happen, and it was right. And uh, I I I I I wasn't blown away by the first episode of the show, and then she's been continued watching and said it, it's it's just been really good, and it kind of made me think. I, I I'm I'm kind of sad that I didn't stick with it, and. I walked upstairs to to get a drink or whatever, and they were at pretty close to the end. And the the musical number I watched was amazing. It was it was gorgeous, and it was just like I didn't even have any connection besides the first episode, and I was like getting choked up watching it. Like it was ridiculous. Was it within so, the final? Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, we are just shy of the final episode. Yeah, we're like one episode short, but that's the problem. I told you guys, I get this weird anxiety <laughs> where like I'm like, no, it's gonna fucking end. We can't watch it. <sighs> I'm trying to remember what the the because there were some heavy scenes. Damn it. Anywho. Watch it. We will. Yeah. Watch you promised, it. so you gotta oh, do shit. it. Oh shit! It's it's showing that yeah. we have five I j- left. I just honey. needed an excuse. Like honestly, I just needed something to just push me that little bit to say like, you're gonna do this. It's gonna be painful, but you're gonna do it. It's gonna be painful, but it's gonna be beautiful. Yeah. 
That's exactly how I feel about that show. Like from episode one, <sighs> oh, I was like, "This is what no. it's going to be." Did you just read what no, happens? No, I'm I'm just looking at the I still shots of like the plex, and I'm like, "Oh, I see what episode twelve is." Oh, fuck the title! Oh shit! <laughs> I have multiple knives over here, and I know how to throw them. <laughs> <laughs> I will also say that we have been, uh, we're on season two of Legend of Korra now. Cool. Yes. So Karen. we're in the, uh... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, in I enjoy it. Okay. Chris, where are you? Sorry. Uh, so we're, we're in season two, which is the weakest season of the, the series. So, I mean, Mako and Korra broken up. Korra just landed on the island with amnesia. Because, you know, you can never have too many amnesia plots and... and Cartoons or TV shows. It's yeah. true. Um, <laughs> Bolin is playing Nuck Tuck in the movies. Um, <laughs> we just found out how big of an asshole Varric is. Yeah. Uh, by with, by uh, effectively you know, causing all the chaos so that he could buy Asami's company out from under her. Um, and it was so great about that scene because I mean, again, she Karen plays up her emotions while watching the show because the kids are there and so I can never tell how genuine it is <laughs> but I feel like she was genuinely surprised but when she found out that Varric was behind the bombing and I thought that was cool and what was it there was something else that happened in the last one or last episode or two that we watched where I don't know what happened but I texted Chris from across the room. This is bullshit. <laughs> oh, it was um, when they were in court and they. Uh, oh, <laughs> the, the, court the was... like tr mock trial of her parents. Yeah, was like, that was this bullshit. is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was a that was a bad time. And I'm in the room with the kids, and I'm like, <laughs> this is. This is. I can't even. Th I can't even think of a an, an appropriate. Uh, you know, a comparable. <laughs> word with that much force that's appropriate for my kids. Right, because bullshit was the only word. They're just, rail bullshit, they're just railroading her parents <laughs> and this, this this trial, like, fuck you, this is awful. <laughs> and I keep talking about it every time, like, Cora does something, like, does something stupid that I know is stupid and they're going to explain in a couple of episodes why it's stupid. I'm like, don't you think it was silly that she didn't listen to her parents who have taken <laughs> care of her her whole life and instead she just listened to her uncle who just showed up? Don't you think that's silly? <laughs> I'm sure they really appreciate that. No, I'm like, trying. No, Mom, it's perfect. Makes absolute sense. I really don't want my children to like grow up doing stupid things like that. I feel like they've done a good job of getting Getting the lessons that these shows have provided. Well, so I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But it's a it's. I'm glad that Karen's still into it and the kids are still into it uh, as we get through the somewhat low point of season two. However, the next two episodes episodes are the Avatar one stuff. Yes. <laughs> and now Which finally is... you will have context when I go, Julie, do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because my uh, favorite thing to do is just go do the thing. And I don't always put a name to the context because unless you've seen the show, you don't matter. <laughs> 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 so, yes, that I don't know why that stuck with me, but it really <laughs> did. And also platypus bears. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh <laughs> it's it's funny that you mentioned that exact quote because like just the other day in relation to the national news which we will not get into uh i saw a, a meme of varick and julie and it said 
COVID, do the thing. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't get it, but I kind of get it, and I feel like I'm about to get it. Yes. You're going to get it. You're going (laughs) to. That's why I need to say it now. Okay. Yeah. Because now you've been introduced to Varric, you will learn. Yeah. Because Varric's not going away. Mm -mm. And I'll also say that, like other characters have proven to be in this show, Varric is more complex than he seems. Yes, which was my mm-hmm. favorite thing about He actually ended up being one of my favorite characters. Cool. And so did Julie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, now now we're venturing into spoilery territory yes, here. Yes, I'm done. I'll also say that, like, um, I just like Asami every episode. I like her more. Yes, she's so and it, great. I've come so far from what I thought she was going to be when she was introduced. Mm-hmm. And I wonder so. if that's something like, I always wondered if they knew going into the writing on this show that they were going to do what they did with her character. Like, because I thought the exact same thing. Like, she was just very unexpected and in such a refreshing way. I, I really, I love the fact that, first of all, she's not prone to overreaction. She's very smart. She's very driven and motivated. Um, she's not overly dramatic. She's not a crybaby. She's a total badass. But She's not boy crazy. That was the next thing I was going to say. But she's also a, a well-rounded character, and she's not driven by romance. Mm-hmm. She was introduced in a way that was romantic, yet they... Like, that's what I wonder about her character, because it almost seems as though they were like, yeah, this could be a mistake. So, I well, I always I mean, because this show was one of those shows that never knew if it was getting canceled or not. So, yeah, I feel like a lot of it was kind of like they had a playbook. They knew what they wanted these characters to be like kind of as a very general outline. But, you know, as far as actually filling that stuff out, kind of came as it came as it went, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's 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 an interesting it's an interesting thought process because she is a very interesting character and it seemed like she could have been written off early on. Yep. Like, oh, she's just she was just this character and her dad turned out to be a villain, but that she turned out to so much not be a villain. But then every time I th- go down that road, I'm just like, well, yeah, she's not a bender. It's like, oh, Sokka wasn't a bender. Mm-hmm. So she's the Sokka, except she's not. No. There is no direct analogs in this show, which is if really If anything, cool. I would say she's closer to a Kyoshi warrior. Yeah. She's... If, a- she's if a, anything. I'm not saying she is, but I'm saying... Yeah, if, if she's... She's got some, some Suki in her. She's mm-hmm. She's got some Aang in her. She's got yeah. some Zuko in her. She's... She's a unique character. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently not. She's made up of all the other characters. <laughs> <laughs> and also She's the, an amalgam. Um, the adult characters. That's another one that's fun to see is Tenzin's family and yeah. Boomy, Boomy and Kaya. And of course, me knowing where that goes is is fun. Mm. Uh, I, I'm look, really looking forward to getting to season three. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. You're making me want to do a rewatch again. Oh God, I love this show. Okay, let's move on because you know how we get about Avatar. Yeah, yeah. Let's 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 move on. <sighs> you got. What have you guys been up to? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well. Well, that's not you, true. 
What you talk about the 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 the, the Netflix show yes. that you've been watching? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not not that I'm gonna make anyone else watch this, but I have been watching the Great British Bake Off. Nice. Um, I started with whatever the first episode was that was available to watch on Netflix, which apparently was the first episode of the new season and did not know that. Then immediately freaked out when I went, what's happening? There's no more. And saw that there was stuff that I could go back to. So I went to the previous season, which apparently is like their 10th anniversary. And it was really cool because like this new season, they're filming it in COVID times. So these people all agreed that for like a certain number of weeks, they would isolate from their family. It's like seven weeks. They'll isolate from their families. They'll go bake awesome stuff. And, you know, they're going to make a TV show. And like it, it's it, apparently it's, it's exactly the same as every other season from what I'm seeing. Cause like they're in this tent and they have all this really cool stuff and they make delicious food. And I'm now watching season six and like I put it on in the background as I'm doing stuff. Cause sometimes I just want background noise, but I got so inspired to bake. Oh my God. I just want to make all the things. And then they're talking about, that's a nice sponge. Oh, I love that texture. Oh, I love that density. And then like when they talk about the flavors that they're putting into stuff, I'm like, I want to fucking eat all of that. <laughs> Um, so I am struggling a little bit with the fact that like, I can't just eat all of that and I don't have the time to bake any of it, but I want all of it. <laughs> it's making me feel a lot of very complex feelings. Um, but I just love the creativity. Evan actually sat and watched a whole episode with me, which is not normal for him. Um, because it was entertaining and it's not. Like, first of all, they have a character, one of the actors who's judging now, I guess he wasn't always on the show. He's from the IT crowd. So. He's the guy that was in the closet. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's in Richard. Richard. Thank you. I always want to say Renum and it's not. That's the Renum Industries. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it's Richard and he's freaking hysterical. Um and I just love like all the different personalities. And there was like one episode where someone bashed a tray of food while someone was bringing it up for the judging, like after they'd gone through everything and his stuff looked so good. Right. And only two out of like the dozen that they were supposed to make survived. And like he, I just pictured the American reaction versus like the <laughs> British reaction. You mean he turning around and punching her in the yeah, face? Yeah, Like, like, she was on the verge of tears because she felt awful, and he's just sitting there like, all right, I'm not going to react. Accidents happen. It's okay. I can tell you feel bad. And, like, you can see the anger behind his eyes, but he doesn't do anything. And I was like, oh, my God, you're all so oppressed. I love it. The, the <laughs> emotional. Okay, so the the crux of that episode was the woman who bashed the guy's pastry <laughs> won. Yeah. And, like, when they're Oof. like... Congratulations, Oops. you win. She was like, she, there was there was no emotion Nothing at all. Nothing but remorse because she was so upset. She was still, and I was like, "All right, I can continue watching this show if it's if it's all like this. This is an emotional roller coaster, <laughs> surrounded by <laughs> delicious looking pastries. I think I could get I can get on board with this. It was just great. Like it's so fun, and I really <clears throat> like shows like that. I love. Um, I love a show that makes me feel inspired to do more or be more in my own life. And um, like, even if it's something simple like baking, <coughs> I just like the fact that the show makes me feel inspired and it makes me want to go back. It makes me want to get back in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it just, it's fun. And it, it's its a really like lighthearted, uh, but not, it's not like a deeply emotional show. I don't have to like, 
pay attention so much as I would with anything else, which has also led me to my other obsession, which Evan loves slash hates me for. Um, I like to organize. I try to get things to be organized. Yeah, do you hear that sound? That's the sound of love, people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I think he would rather I had never found this show, but... Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you talk about this show, because I'm yeah. going to immediately talk about the, the antithesis of this show, which is a show that I like. Go. Go ahead. Okay, so the show that I've been watching... <laughs> is based on an Instagram duo of women, and it's um, the home edit. So it's basically these women who, it's like the American version of Marie Kondo is the best way I could put it. So every episode, they will go into somebody's house, and usually there's two two people per episode. So they'll go into like a celebrity's house, and they'll do like their pantry or their kitchen or a closet or whatever, or a whole room. Depends on the situation. And then they will do like a normal person's house or garage. like it's always a room it's never like a full place um and i just like love watching them organize everything and seeing everything be so tidy and in its place and like in such an easy to use system and uh, just everything about it appeals to me oh my god clear containers so sexy um yeah so i'm just like i don't know i feel like so domesticated talking about watching these shows but like i really there's just something about it i think because my life tends to be so chaotic uh scheduling wise that i like things that make me feel like there is a formula and an order to them so that's kind of what i've been watching like i haven't even really watched new girl um We've watched some more New Girl. Yeah, I, I'm just bit, yeah. like, I haven't really been watching a whole lot of television. We've watched a few movies. The one thing that I haven't watched yet that I'm really, really hoping to get to is uh, th- I want to do a rewatch of The Haunting of Hill House. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's what like, it's called. That's the, that's the new one coming out. And then it's out. Oh, is it out already? Yeah, Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that can't, what is today? Today is, uh, we are recording on the 6th. If I'm not mistaken, it came out a few days ago. Hmm. So, um. So then we'll do the rewatch to, I mean, not that they have anything to do with each other other than aesthetically. You don't have to watch one to appreciate the other. I would, um. So I'm told. Yeah, it's they're not <clears throat> related. It's just that I was really looking forward to like revisiting it first boopy horror times mm-hmm. in Halloween. It's Halloween. Halloween month. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, that's that's basically where I'm at with television. I'm super boring and lame. <laughs> so while she's watching her organizational shows, I've still continued to watch uh, an episode here or there of extreme unboxing. <laughs> Which is just dudes <laughs> and ladies and families buying random pallets of crap and then trying to resell it, <laughs> which is awesome to me. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm still watching Psych. I'm like halfway through season six. I love this show. Um, every night I fall asleep to Paranormal caught on camera. I've, I've grabbed a couple of other European-based shows that I uh, it seems that paranormal caught on camera stole from so i'm going to start watching those because i'm out of paranormal uh and smallville because i'm still doing that that's it's all recap like that's all stuff i have been previously watching but this week 
I think, was it yesterday? Yeah, it must have been yesterday. We powered through um, a show called Eli Roth's History of Horror. It's a, it's a mini series. Um, mini docu-series. Yeah, and it's Eli Roth who did Hostel. He's most famous for Hostel, the movie. He sits down and he talks to other famous... Well, I, he talks to people that are in the industry of horror, whether it be a, a costume designer or special effects or director or whatnot. And each episode has and actors from actors the, as yeah. well. Like it was, a, it was funny because at one point in time they were doing an interview with Bill S. Preston Esquire, the guy who plays <laughs> Bill S. Preston Esquire. And I was like, why the hell are they they interviewing him, or why is he? Other than being a director now or and a producer, I don't know why they would have him on the show. And then they showed he was in Lost Boys. He was one of the original vampires from Lost Boys, and he was in the vampire episode. And like I like we we powered through seven or eight episodes just just last night because each episode is a specific topic, whether it be vampires <laughs> or slasher movies or like it started with zombies and it shows the progression from where zombie movies started and how they've accelerated. Oh, that was so good. And like they're doing that for all of the horror topics. And we in this household love horror movies. We love being scared. And Eli Roth was doing a really good job just having these conversations. It wasn't necessarily an interview. It was just him sitting there talking to like-minded individuals about a topic and there was this scene where he was sitting there with like Stephen King and there's a movie called Maniac and apparently it was Stephen King's favorite movie and Maniac is about this guy who captures and scalps women he's a crazy person but really? they yeah they he's a maniac he's a maniac <laughs> Mania. and it was really artsy looking and like I've never like I I've seen like snippets of it i've never watched the f full thing but um you know those figures chris they they uh they made a bunch of different series of figures and they sort of look like the thing but they are definitely not detailed in any way shape or form like they made a, a firefly run and yeah if funko pops no 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 <laughs> they're actually like three and a half inch gi joe sized <laughs> they there was a Oh, like, okay. Like I think I know what you're talking reimagined about. Reimagined or or whatnot, but they actually made one of those of uh, a scalp, <coughs> and he gave Eli Roth gave it to Stephen King, and Stephen King's reaction was goddamn adorable. <laughs> he was so excited to get this little toy. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, it's it's if you are at all interested in horror, the genre of horror, check out Eli Roth. I mean, he. It's so well done. I'm kind of because it's a silly topic. Like it's horror. How how much information can you get out of it? And you know, actually, when, that's the thing that they talked about that I found fascinating was like I never realized how many messages, like how deep horror can be. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, I'm just like, ah, oh, scary shit, yay. And they were like, oh, this is actually a symbol for this. And like, like Cujo was like, oh, this is like a symbol for like, like uh, a woman being like paying her dues. And it's almost like karmic. And then it's like, um, 
the zombie apocalypse like, was, you know, apartheid and and like there was yeah, like all of this weird meaning. Oh, the birds! That one was crazy because that's the Hitchcock film, right? And mm-hmm. like, it's literally this the main character who starts out and she's like owning her sexuality, which is like not a thing in that time period. And uh, you know, she's confident and she's forward and she's into this guy, but he's not sure he's into her because she's not enough of a housewife and like. You know, by the end of the movie, she's this, like, docile, I'm scared to leave the kitchen, like, gonna just stay home, can't do anything else, don't talk back, kind of, like, complete reversion into the exact thing that, you know, women today are terrified of ever being. And it's, it's like, you, I never realized how many things are, like, this is a metaphor for this, or, like, this is, like, even the guy who plays Jigsaw, he was interviewed, and he's, like, yeah, there's 12-year-olds who come up to me, and they're, like, yeah, man, I've watched all the Saw movies, and I love what I learned from them. They teach us stuff, and he's, like, what did they teach you? <laughs> and they're, like, teaches us lessons about, like, valuing life, and, and da-da-da-da, and he was, and, like, I'm just listening to this, and I'm, like, holy crap, like, I just wanted something to scare the shit out of me for two hours. This is way more in depth than I expected. And it's all relevant. Like all of it has this, this nugget of truth to what they're saying and, and this relevance that you're just like, Oh my God, like you don't give people enough credit in the horror genre and they're actually telling some really important stories, but because it's horror, like it's it's kind of taken less seriously and they all talk about this like almost every director or or, uh cast member that was interviewed has talked about some level of like yeah people didn't take it seriously but we were actually talking about things that people were afraid to talk about like vampires were the some of the first symbols that represented homosexuality in a way that it was acceptable in the public eye because it was in cinema and like you had films like interview with a vampire and so you had like one of the first black leading actors was in george romero's uh night of the living dead Mm. like that is a huge deal and like there are certain aspects of this show that they're 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 talking about like jamie lee curtis and (coughs) about her mother and her mother will always be known and her mother is janet lee or, or lay lee janet lee i think it's pronounced she was the main actress from the birds and that made her career and jamie lee curtis feels that the halloween series made her who she is like it will say on their gravestones the actress <coughs> from the birds and the actress from halloween and when it comes to that genre or uh, you know it seems some, like a terribly reductive thing to put on and, and that's the thing like that's that's what <laughs> but they're that's what known you think, for and then for them it's a completely different feeling like we, like you and I would say that, Chris. Like and but then when you hear them talk about it, like there's so much meaning behind their work that that people don't even realize in one until you are given that context. It's like you don't even know what you don't know. One one of the interview I may have actually been Eli saying that you know when a movie or a show is rated, it's out of five stars. And horror, the horror genre, starts at a negative ten. <laughs> They to get yeah. a good rating or to get the the respect that it deserves, it has to work so much harder than comedy or drama because it's horror. And eight episodes, hour long show, it was just it was so good. Like we we don't normally sit and watch that much, but it was really really well done and well worth it. Uh, yeah, I was surprised because when I walked in the room, he was already like an episode or two in 
or more. I made at it that through point. zombies without her. And no, no, I was there for <laughs> zombies. Um, uh, and it was just like I loved how informative it was as well. Uh, like again it just it kind of changed my outlook on this genre that i always loved and enjoyed but it made me actually really consider why for the first time ever and that probably (laughs) makes me sound like a dumbass but you know i I didn't watch horror movies because it made me feel intellectual i locked i watched them because i wanted to be scared and yeah did i absolutely get a message out of some of the movies i've watched for sure but did i realize how significant horror was as a genre no i completely took it for granted um so it's it's cool. that's something i learned about from geekade actually from and so we have had several people over the years write for our site about horror and that's some of the stuff i learned is all the messaging behind yeah. it. yeah horror it's pretty much good go ahead <laughs> horror has gotten away with a it's, lot of stuff and has and has pushed a lot of things forward unknowingly because it's horror and people don't pay attention to it which is a shame that that's exactly what I was going to say. It's pretty much true of any kind of genre storytelling is like, a, you know, you look at romance, you look at anything sci-fi and, you know, it's not taken as seriously in the public eye. And so, like, it's just written off. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that there are there there are people who are involved in storytelling in those genres who actually know what they're doing and are doing really important work that just isn't as recognized because it's not thought of as as important as other things mm-hmm. that are more serious or you know quote unquote better oh. you know, like i don't like like horror movies at all it's just not my bag but uh i you know, I've, I've seen like i've seen bits and pieces of freddy movies and been like this is silly but i, I remember when i was living in brooklyn one of my roommates was watching saw mm. And I wound up watching the whole thing. And by the end of it, I was like, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect that. I never watched any of the sequels or anything, but the original Saw, that was a good, that was a good movie. That I, <laughs> I, was, I was genuinely enthralled by and that movie. And the original Saw was completely different than the sequels because the sequels became torture porn. It was, it's actually a title now. Like, <laughs> yeah, they created they the created genre. They created that genre. <laughs> Um, but like torture porn is known to be like a reflection of society after 9-11. Like that's really when that started. So you just look at like what all of it means to people. Like I said, like people watch those movies and they get something out of it. Like I need to appreciate my life. Like, okay, wow. I, I just kind of like that. It was creepy and there were puzzles and the, the ending had a twist on the first movie. What a twist. Yeah. Um, that was, that was a twist too. Man. Yeah. I was like, oh, 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 oh okay. This is really happening. <laughs> I did, I did, okay. I did. I I did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> when he when he stood up, it was like, oh, 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 oh you, poor Carrie Ells. <laughs> you, good you. Right. <laughs> Way to movie, movie. Way to movie. So that was that was my big pick for this week was Eli Roth's History of Horror. Um. Uh, yeah, like it's so, so good, so worth it. I just think that one of the things I like about seeing that that series as well is that I often, I think, do not take the time to, like, really appreciate the genres I enjoy and learn about them. So I'll be like, oh, I love, for example, I love horror movies, but I don't know anything about them, the significance that they have, like, their history, their impact on society, like, what's changed because of horror or what changed horror, like... 
I, I, I've never really educated myself about it. And I think that as a person who works in pop culture, it's important to kind of pay more attention to those things, but it's, it's also like, it's just made me appreciate it in a whole new way. And it makes me wonder what else I have not, you know, quite appreciated enough or been curious enough about. So thanks for finding that, babe. Yep. Yep. And as always, every once in a while, I have the IT crowd on in the background because it's the IT crowd. <laughs> Everybody should watch that. <laughs> yeah, we recently revisited a couple episodes because we were just in need of something light and funny the other night. And Chris was like, oh, hey, we never finished watching that. And I feel like watching it. And I was like, Yay. Stop being yeah, telling something people like, you slept with me, you bastard. Well, we have, this, we have this much time. Should we watch uh, Little Fires Ever? I'm like, I can't. I don't have, I don't have the I don't emotional have it in me. time. <laughs> I do not have the mental bandwidth for something that heavy. IT crowd it is. <laughs> no yeah. mental bandwidth at all. IT crowd or new girls are kind of where we've been landing a lot. I'm off, such so. a bastard. <laughs> Did you see that ridiculous display last night? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a lonely well, and loner. <laughs> and now he finally gets it when I say stuff like that. Like when he t- when when I watch sports and he like tries to say something about it, that's what I hear in my head. I hear, "Did you see that ridiculous display last that's night?" That's amazing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, people, if you don't watch the IT crowd, do yourself you a favor. You're so missing out. You really are. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I, we're all caught up. We're good to we're good to take our break, guys. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good I to me. I guess. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to talk about the feature topic, Lovecraft Country, Season 1, Episode 1, Sundown. So many monsters. Stay tuned. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? Of course you are. But did you know that it's just one part of an entire network of geek-related goodness? Geekade.com is your one-stop shop for fresh original content no matter what your geek is. Each week you'll find articles and podcasts about comic books, horror movies, X-Men, music, video games, music in video games, Transformers, anime, TV shows, tabletop gaming, wrestling, beer, and more. And hey, if you want to help us create even more original content, please consider supporting us on Patreon. That's available at patreon.com slash geekade. What's your geek? Geekade is looking for some partners. If you have something you'd like to advertise on any of our podcasts, our powerful overlords are ready to talk to you. Send your proposal to mail at geekade.com with the words podcast ads in the subject line, and our diligent army of trained ants will put you in touch with the head of our advertising department. With a weekly audience that reaches well into the dozens, Geekade is the perfect place to get your ads into the ears of the right people. Once again, that's mail at geekade.com. Send your ad in today. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out the commercials. It's time to talk some Lovecraft Country. Because um, they had a choice for those commercials. Yeah, they don't. Well, they they could technically skip if they want to. Nope, you can't do Can that. We? Nope, nope. unskippable. <laughs> we made them that way. <laughs> unskippable cutscenes. Yes. <laughs> the bane of any video gamer's existence. Except mine. I really live for the cutscenes. <laughs> I love cutscenes. It's when they have a cutscene like right before a really hard boss battle, and then the then the, the cutscene is unskippable, so and you gotta watch it and over every and... time you die. Yeah, 
teaches you a lesson. Stop fucking Stop dying. dying. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. All right. Lovecraft Country, uh, HBO Speaking Max. Speaking of good. stop dying. <laughs> um, season this is one. how I get good. By practicing. And I can't practice because I'm too busy watching this stupid fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> a young African-American. <laughs> travels across the U.S. in the 1950s in search of his missing father. That's the the elevator pitch of this show. Wow, does that like undersell it? It, yeah. it does. <laughs> um, Grossly inaccurate and understated. So the the episode <laughs> it's starts like calling little fires everywhere a show about families. <laughs> it's it's like uh, somebody once asked me uh, what the Big Lebowski was about, and I was like bowling. Bowling. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. a movie about bowling, I think, <laughs> which horribly undersells it, but is also shockingly accurate. Shockingly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, undersell. go on. Um. Okay. So the the story revolves around the character Atticus Freeman who is a veteran who comes home because he gets a, a letter from his now missing father um, to come and find him. <sighs> All right. Now, the way this show starts is the way I expected it to go. Okay? The opening scene was a, a young African-American <coughs> in... 1950s military garb running through the battlefield shooting monsters and aliens and and warlords of Mars and a baseball player who I'm really not sure who it was it was Jackie Robinson I thought it was Jackie Robinson but I, I didn't I don't know much sports but Jackie Robinson then cuts Cthulhu in half with a baseball bat and then we go into racism like that's I was so enthralled in the beginning of because that's exactly what I wanted the show to be. I wanted every iteration of uh, of Lovecraft to show up on screen at once, and I got that. And then and that's all you got. That's that's it. Then we go into this very deep and 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 soulfully dry, dry story that bored the ever-living crap out of me even in the action scenes i was saying this to angela there were like this is this is the time this is a horrible time period okay so a lot of really bad racist things happen in this show and when Do you mean in the show or now well I, I'm talking, it's, it's slightly <laughs> different Karen, now. this is not real life Come on. i have i have a note that i wrote down while watching the show uh when the car chase happened yep up until that car chase, up until the car flipped over, that is exactly what "Make America Great Again" means. Okay, that's that's fine. See, like that's that's the thing. Like I did not expect this to be what it was. Okay, um, I, I was I was I feel like I was sold a false bill of goods. Now, had I gone in knowing what I was. <laughs> Like, like, what was that? If you went like, in expecting like a historical drama, you would have been okay with something that like what we were watching. But you went in thinking like more supernatural. This is a monster show. This is a monster show. Yeah. Like going into Watchmen, which it effectively wound up being. By the end, you got there, but they spent so long getting that yeah. this show needed a fucking editor. Like somebody needed to point you and say. 
you don't need this scene. Yeah. And if you did need this scene, it needed to be a minute, not 12. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what that did, the, the oh. fact that everything was so drawn out made the action scenes, to me, less impactful. Like, there was that car chase scene where the, that other car comes out of nowhere and there is a collision but we don't know why because like the cars didn't actually hit each other one car flipped over and mm -hmm. then there was dead bodies slung all up I'm like meh like I was bored then all of the monsters like there's a giant I'm gonna go 10 to 15 minute scene of monsters eating people and people turning into monsters and I was like <sighs> I was bored yeah see your problem was is that you were paying attention to that other stuff <laughs> I checked out within a couple of minutes I was like Board, 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 board. I, I turned into Hazel Hank Murphy from C Lab 2021. <laughs> board, and I just started doing other stuff. It was like looking at shit on my phone or whatever. And then like some interesting happened when I perked back up. And then and then like oh okay, so silver like, car, that's neat. I'll keep my eyes open for that. And then I just checked back out again because it was. You're, you're, I felt exactly the way you did. I just. I wanted this it to show be was so like, much more. Here's the, and it probably can be, and it probably will no, be. No, but right? see, here's the thing: it is something. It is a lot of something. It's not what I wanted it to be. Like this, this speaks volumes about the time period and racism and equality and, like, it's that's not what I was looking for. <laughs> but it's also hardly the only show that's doing that right now. This show true. was sold on. This supernatural aspect, and they hit you with it right out the gate. Fucking and they eventually was in the first three minutes of this movie. Yeah, and then they ended on it, and it was interesting in that respect. But the, the problem was is that they put so much of that other stuff, this exposition, and it was not like it was heavy-handed, but it was it wasn't even like the story that they were telling was bad, but there was too much of it. We didn't need all of that, all of that to get us to where. The show inevitably I, ended. Like I don't know. We we didn't need like they could have told those they could have told those story beats in less time. This this show has two different backdrops because there's the backdrop of the sci-fi horror, and then there's the backdrop of the human horror that is 1950s racism. Like pick pick <laughs> which direction you're going that because. Well, you don't necessarily need to pick a direction. That other stuff could be there. That, but the problem was that, could is be that a it was a show, though. That could it, be, it a, could be a very good quality show. <laughs> but it it being the backdrop for this thing isn't the inherent problem. It's that this was an hour long show, and forty five of those minutes were not tied to anything other than. It was filler episodes, which are cool, but you spread that shit out, man. You don't dump this much of this here, and and to tell what effectively wound up being not very much story. There were these things that happened to build these characters, but you didn't need that much of it to build those characters and get those character beats out of them. Knowing who they are, like at any of the the, the scenes about you know them standing outside of the house while they were fighting on the fighting on the inside, mm -hmm. that scene was what like eight minutes long it could have been three and not saying that they didn't do a good job of filming that scene but when you have your when you have this action show and you have that long of a period where nothing's really happening because at the end of the day it's like isn't racism awful yeah it is oh here's another scene 
Isn't this awful? Well, yeah, but you you already showed me a scene of isn't this awful. But okay, I'll take two. That's fine. You really want to hammer home this is awful? I'm okay with that. But after the sixth or seventh scene of just like, this is pretty awful, isn't it? Huh? I'm like, okay, we get it. You've, you have now told this part of the story. Stop telling it and move on. Because mm-hmm. there's only I only have so much time to watch a show, and if I'm watching a show with Lovecraft in the title, and you started off with Cthulhu, and then you're going to give me car uh, driving Miss Daisy for an hour, I- I'm not interested anymore. And I was so angry at the show because like I had zero interest going in because I'm not yeah. very interested in Lovecraft. It's just not my thing. But that opening sequence was just like. Oh, so this is the game we're playing. All right. <laughs> right. And, like, where are we going to get another dream sequence of him going? Like, that's how you break this up. Have him fall asleep some on the one of the many, many car rides <laughs> and give us one of those dream sequences where we get to see this wacky shit again. But it's like... Yes. It, it, the, the whole... It was so lopsided. And could be cool because I was totally into it at the end when they hit that cabin and they were running away from those monsters and then like they got to the academy and it's like some Nazi looking dude answering the door like we've been expecting you and like okay I'm in you you, you crazy son of a bitch I'm in but <laughs> I, I, it, it took me it took so long to get there and I was so angry at the show for not being interesting enough for so long and I, I would ask, too, being that you're not a fan... Well, two things. First, I will tell you, I started the second episode. You get all of the things you were looking for, or you get closer to the things you were looking for. I'll say that. It builds more mystery, and there is more supernatural stuff in the second episode. Because I just wanted to know, like, was this first episode worth it if you move on? Um, I would say the answer was yes, but that that is just me. Uh, but I did want to ask, like... As a person who's not a fan, like not not a Lovecraftian fan or a Cthulhu fan or whatever, would you say that um, had this episode been better, it would have been enough to draw you in? Because it certainly doesn't seem like it's done its job for you. Oh no! I'm uh, like I said, by the end of it, I, I was in. I was like, okay, I I would see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, not enough to make me not watch other things, but if it came down to it, I I'm interested. I'm interested enough to see where it goes to watch it in some way, shape, or form, maybe eventually, but I, I I think it eventually wound up doing its job, but only because I checked out for so much of the episode, and I didn't miss anything important. Mm. Yeah, which is... It's, that's a shame. Like, it's an hour's worth of television that, like you said, could have been 15 minutes capped, like 15 minutes in the middle, capped with a great opening and a really good horror-based thriller at the end and it wasn't it Mm -hmm. was like yeah i don't know what they do but like with with the rest of this episode because like they didn't need to have more of like the action sequences that they had that shit was cool i don't know what they replace the scenes that they that they filled the rest of the episode with but there was so many times that i'd look up at the screen and be like why are you still telling this part of the story like why haven't you moved on yet and that's what that's what pissed me off about it. Mm-hmm. But by the time it got to the end of it, it's like, well, we've gotten all this out of the out of the way, and now we're at this place. I feel like there's no going back now, as far as like whether or not we're going to get interesting shit going forward. Uh, I don't know. I probably won't watch any more of it because uh, it's, yeah. 
This I, would, I, did, I honestly, I did not expect. I did not expect you to like it because of the like. I picked it for the horror based because you know it's Halloween. It's October. Like I, I, I wanted, I wanted horror. I didn't want like this is horrific. In a different way, mm-hmm. um, Karen. Yeah. How did you? What did you <laughs> take away from this episode? I mean, I kind of felt the same. I didn't have strong feelings about it. I was just like, oh, this is okay. It's not really for me. I appreciated the uh, performances. I totally knew the uncle. Well, I I thought the uncle was going to buy it. Um, (laughs) What do you mean? When he was lying down in the fetal position in the middle of the woods, surrounded by monsters? You did. (laughs) uh, No, all the telegraphing of the that they did before, where he like called his wife and he was like next trip you're gonna come with me and, and you know um, here's yeah. a comic from my daughter i'm throwing and this out here the, the episode starts with him going hey you know how bad it is out there for a woman i don't think it's a good idea fast forward we just got shot at by horrible horrible racists fast forward again hey honey you want to come on the next trip how the right. does that make sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that also occurred to me i could use a meat shield lady <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Evan and I actually talked about that one, too, because I was just like, babe. I thought that was a horrible dick move on his part. <laughs> like, I was like, how, like, maybe, maybe he realized it's better to travel in numbers or he just wants her to be there if he's going to go out and, like, shooting. Like, I don't understand. And he was like, none of this makes sense. I was like, I don't fucking know. Um. Anyway, good. Uh, I enjoyed uh, Journey Smollett being there. I really like her. I liked when she sang. I don't know if that was her singing, but that whole scene, it was completely unnecessary. Who, it had nothing who? to do with anyone's Letty. character. The woman, Letty. Oh, oh, also, okay. I loved that just you saying that. I love the fashion of this time period for some reason. Oh, absolutely. The pants and are so high on I the know, wedding. but the high-waisted pants have already made a comeback. And let me tell you something. Belts, they don't always work as well as you need them to. Like the high-waisted fashion, it seems like things just stay in place a little better. Not <laughs> not that that's really the point of this story. The thing I was just trying to say is she always looks so damn cute and I want all of her outfits. The end. Yes. And she's just, she's, I love her she's beautiful. a lot. Oh my God. She's so Well, like, we're talking so about superficial looks and stuff. Yes. The two main characters are impossibly fit. Right? Did you notice that about them? Atticus they are looks like like a GI Joe toy. Yeah, he did. Right? He looks like a fucking action figure <laughs> and she is like you could land a jumbo jet on that woman's shoulders. Like these people are impossibly fit. And it was like it was distracting. And I, like I, I want to say people, it was because of humans the should not be this attractive. You should stop this. You're doing something wrong. You've gone over the bed. <laughs> Yeah, and I will tell you, like, uh, I I I noticed that. I definitely, definitely noticed that. But I also really appreciated that about her, because like, that's so. Okay, brief episode synopsis. We always fuck this part up. For anyone who didn't get to watch it, basically, I think we've covered the concept. We're going to give you the real Cliff Notes version because it's basically all that they needed. Um, guy's dad goes missing. Guy has come back to Chicago to talk to the uncle and find out more information as he tries to track down the dad. Uh, Then uncle and Letty end up in the car with guy who is looking for dad as they travel across the country because, and here was one of my favorite things. He was doing um, guided trips 
which was basically a safe traveling information for African-Americans. And this was a real thing that actually existed from 1936 to 1966. Um, it was called the Negro Traveler's Green Book. And it was uh, actually created by a New York City mailman named Victor Hugo Green. So it was something that he had started. And it was basically safe locations where people uh, could stop and get food, gas, service, uh find uh they there were the one of the things in the the episode was actually that they had a sundown county or sundown cities and towns where if you were um african-american you would be basically they were within their rights to lynch you after dark that's basically the way they explained it um so like all this really horrible horrible stuff that like you know, most of us have never had to even think about. And so this journey is, you know, the guy, uh, the main character is looking for his dad and his uncle is one of the people helping write, uh, write in this quote unquote guidebook. And, um, that's why he's on that journey, which is why we were saying it makes no sense that he called his wife later and was like, hey, baby, want to come on the next one? No, you fucking idiot, <laughs> because they just got chased out of a town for sitting down in a diner and asking for service from white people. And those people chased them out by shooting at them in broad fucking daylight. So oh my God. Make anyway. America great again. Yeah. So then basically the whole plot of the episode is these three are traveling. They go from Chicago to where love craft country which is somewhere in bumblefuck massachusetts and then uh they get attacked by monsters while again experiencing horrible racism from uh these local police officers and then monsters 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 oh look we're at a mansion hello nazis let us Aryan. Know. Let's not say they may not be Nazis. Nope. Th- I can. Yeah, um, yeah. Nope. Nope. Spoiler alert. Second episode confirms they are. Nazis. When when compared to the KKK, the response from the character being spoken to said, "No, no, no. We would never associate with the clan. They're far too poor." Oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> so he, this was another thing. Like first, every show that we have done, I've watched at least twice. Okay, I, I watch it the first step, like I watch it once, and then I watch it right before we record to refresh myself, and I was going to skip watching this again. If it wasn't for Angela putting it on, and I was reading comics as she was watching it, I would not have seen it a second time. Then she started the second episode. Now, I had a huge problem with the, hey, honey, we just got shot at, you want to come on the next trip part. That just bent my mind. Then at the beginning of the next episode... The episode starts, um, the uncle and Lydia, or Letty, mm-hmm. they wake up in this strange room, and they the, the theme song to the Jeffersons is playing. Moving on up, moving on. And the uncle is amazed by all of these books that are on the shelf, and she is literally doing a, a, a makeover session where she she's changing outfits, and, and the music is so upbeat, and everybody's so happy. And I'm literally sitting there going... They were just attacked by fucking monsters last night. Yes, but they explained that. I wouldn't have got like if I if I didn't pop back in to see that, I would that would have bent my mind again. Like there's just so many things that are happening that should be happening. Well, okay, so speaking of mind bending, I will say one thing that I also um uh, overall, I haven't actually really given my opinion. The first time I watched the episode, I thought it was boring. I really did. I thought that, like, 
for what Evan and I went in expecting, we did not get what we were expecting. Um, and I made comparisons to the way that Umbrella Academy season two approached dealing with um, historical aspects of this country and uh, facing racism and discrimination uh, of various types because you have Klaus <coughs> who is gay and then you also have um, Allison experiencing being black in America at that time and in the South. So like you have the things that they're already experiencing um, and oh, also Vanya, v- her whole thing, but whatever. Um, my point is there are shows that have like, like Umbrella Academy, like Chris was saying, like there are other shows that have already addressed a lot of this stuff right now like Umbrella Academy still managed to keep it exciting and interesting without and and still gave me context that made me feel compassion and horror at the at at the things that people had to deal with um so I I as much as I did like this show I liked the fact that I was so curious about these guided trips in this that I actually looked it up I love the fact that the uncle's daughter is artistic and she gives him comic books every time he goes on a trip and I just really loved the way that they built up these characters but for what I expected from this show I was disappointed in the first episode and the thing that I think actually set off most of my dislike was if I'm not mistaken, it was the one and only time they did it in the entire episode. There was like a rap sequence. There was like a montage of Tick. Uh, tick? No, wait, what is it? Um, they had a, a nickname for him. Tick. It was Tick. tick. It was Tick. Atticus okay. Atticus. Yeah. Okay. So, so they had this this scene where Atticus is like walking through the town, and then like you're seeing all these like just aspects of their their lives but there's also a lot of like heavy displays of racism and um discrimination and that just like the irony of like being black in america at that time and what it was like to be living in this place you know in these areas where it's like everything is great like there was a line of like people standing in this horrible heat waiting to get on a bus and above them it's like a car full of white people painted on a white people yeah (laughs) yeah like it was just it was not the symbolism was not lost on me but the impact was because fuck that song it completely took me out of the episode it was out of context it did not do anything to make me feel like i like i just i i was so distracted but that like i had to re-watch that scene to be able to understand what the visual implications were because i was just like what the fuck what the fuck why why because nothing else about the show had done anything like that and it felt completely irrelevant and out of place it was not like umbrella academy it was not like other shows where like they play something and it's like oh and now it's a fight scene now it's this now it's that whatever everything else about this piece was so dramatic and so period appropriate and then this and it was the only time they did it in the episode so it just it felt so jarring um so bad choice don't do it again the score the score does play a huge effect on on the show as you're watching it like they Mm -hmm. actually incorporated a lot of the music there was like a performance of music at at one point in this episode and it it, it was period based It, it most of the time it was okay just the times that it was not okay was just really bad Mm-hmm. And that goes. That's like par for this show so far. If it's not really good, it's really bad. It's not just meh. Mm-hmm. So, well, there you go. 
I think we're all in agreement. It was a a solid meh, if not no. Yeah, meh, leaning toward no. Same. But I I will say for those of you who are on the meh side and not the no side, give episode two a watch. I haven't finished it. I um went into it before we started recording tonight, just so I would have some context. And I, I would say that there's definitely enough intrigue in episode two to keep me going and make me want to watch the show and see where it goes. So who knows? Hopefully, uh, hopefully that's something for people. All right. Well, there's our Halloween episode. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wanted it to be better. I apologize. You know what kills me is that I'm watching Psych and they have fantastic Christmas and Halloween <coughs> episodes. Like, fantastic. Well, <sighs> if you need to feel better about the choice that we made, we're sorry. Go watch Psych. That's Go watch the Psych. Moral yeah, of that's, the story. that's the moral. <laughs> <laughs> moral of the story. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, Chris. Hello. I th- let's, let's wrap it up with the spiel so that we can discuss what we're doing with next week's episodes. Let's. You can get in touch with us at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, at Geekade. Find us on Instagram, at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen, where can people find you? Shoot underscore the underscore moon. Evan, where can people find you? Geekade underscore Evan. And Angie, who's not on Twitter, where can people find you? I am technically on... She just doesn't use it. Oh, my God. I'm trying to get better. Okay, fine, guys. Check me out on Twitter. It's at Afernot, A-F-E-R-N-O-T. Okay, go find me. Please follow me. Tell me how to use Twitter. I don't get it. (laughs) If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekhate.com for more fresh, original content. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, sir. All right, before we get into the homework... Um, a little editorial note. We are actually going to be adding an episode towards the end of the month, um, and that will be uh, primarily a news episode. So we, we figured out that when we're trying to do what we've been watching, an ep- like uh, uh, episode of homework and the news, we're up too late and we, we're old and we don't like that. So... We're going to give... And you poor people who are listening don't have, like, three hours to listen to yeah, one single it's, podcast. It's <laughs> so true. Um, so we're going to split it up, and, and we're going to, you know, pay attention to the hit news of the month and then chat about it towards the end. So in two weeks' time, there will be another episode out of October's news. Uh, then at the beginning of November will be our next homework-based episode. And Karen, that's your pick. Yes. What is uh, our homework? So we're going to be in the first week of November, and I feel like we might need something to make us happy at that time. No reason. Uh, absolutely no reason at all. But um, so it's something that Chris and I have come to love recently that we haven't um, given a proper homework assignment on yet on this show. So we're going to watch. Uh, I wrote it down already, and I'm guessing. Go ahead. <laughs> Season two, episode two of Shit's Creek. Yeah, I knew it. I didn't know specifically what episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one that one's called Family Dinner. <laughs> Family 
dinner. All right. Well, there's your homework, people. Shit's Creek, Season 2, Episode 2, Family Dinner. Uh, like I said, that'll be at the beginning of November. And check us out later on this month for this month's news. So, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. How does he find time to work out six hours a day with all that car riding? (laughs) Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.